Yo, yo, what it is? Welcome to Elderness Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm here with my buddy, The Dude. What's up, buddy? Yo, yo, what it is? Hey, everybody. It's the hey, Elderness Podcast. Hey, now. What? Hey, that's, that's my intro, dude. You gotta, you gotta get your own, buddy. I'm hijacking it. It's mine today. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you're new here, Welcome to the show. Um, basically, what we do is pick out a handful of records that we highly recommend. Most of these are new. We do pick out a couple of old ones from my record collections as well. The, there's tons of music out there, everybody, and we just look for it all the time, and we bring the, the best stuff we can find to you guys, albums that we're finding and enjoying and want to share the love. Uh, so if you have any album recommendations for us or you want more album recommendations please follow us on instagram and twitter at album nerds we'd love to interact with y'all it's a family yo <laughs> that's right man and you also can kind of play along at home by uh, following us on spotify at album nerds um you also can download from there a playlist of all the tracks you can be playing so look us up on spotify as well Without any further ado, should we actually get in and talk about these records, man? Let's do it. And it's going to be the best. I feel like I could win a karate championship right now. I don't know about you, Andy. <laughs> I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it. I'm moved by that movie, and I'm also moved by the first album I want to talk about today. It's an album by Miles Kennedy. It's called Year of the Tiger. And the, the track I'm going to play is called Blind Faith. Okay, that was Miles Kennedy with Blind Faith from the album Year of the Tiger. That came out March of last year, 2018. Um, Miles Kennedy is best known as the lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist for the rock band Alter Bridge. He's the lead vocalist and guitarist in Slash's backing band known as Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. He was in bands all through the 90s, used to give guitar lessons. I mean, he's a Musician's musician, an incredible singer, and really dedicated to his craft. This is his first solo album. It's a concept album exploring the death of his father in 1974. He was, I believe, four years old at the time. And uh, it's called Year of the Tiger because that was 1974 was the Year of the Tiger in the Chinese calendar. This album and that song, Blind Faith, his family were... Uh, were really religious. I, I can't remember the term. I think it's uh, not Scientologist, Christian scientists maybe. And they don't believe in, at least at this time, that their family did not uh, believe in using medicine. It was all power of prayer. So his father had been diagnosed with some sickness and chose not to get treatment. And so that song in particular is about that blind faith and was it worth it to, to lose all of us and, and for us to lose you. And he's really exploring all this stuff from his childhood. There's songs all throughout the process of grief. 
And uh, a lot of songs are about missing his dad, songs about his mom being strong for the family. But it, it leads all the way through to the point of accepting and trying to live your life. So, Andy, did you have any thoughts on Year of the Tiger? What'd you feel about it? I thought this is a very strong record. I I would agree with, with what you said in terms of the uh, the vocal imagery. It's very powerful. And his vocals, they sound great. His, his voice is really um, heartfelt, I would say, on these tracks here. I didn't realize it was about his specific family situation. Uh, but now that you say that, it makes a lot of sense. I appreciate it. It makes it sound much more personal. Yeah, it just feels completely real. And when you know that there's a real story behind it of real loss in his life and something that to this day he's still struggling with, it it really, I think that's part of what makes this record so special to me. Uh, not only that he is showcasing everything he's got. I can't say enough good stuff about it. And it ends with the song One Fine Day, which finds him offering the line, the bitter end, let it go, let it go, let it go. And, Hmm. uh, you know, I I just think it's a really cool record. And I highly, 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 highly recommend going and checking out Miles Kennedy, Year of the Tiger, great songs, great dude, great time listening to music. Adam, I have a cool pick for sure. Uh, definitely be coming back to that one a lot more this year. Uh, for my first pick here, I have the latest record from R&B legend Mavis Staples. Uh, she's put out a record a few months back called We Get By, and we're going to play the title cut from that. Here is We Get By. Matters of the heart May be too early to tell But it's never too late to start we get by, we get by, no matter how long I'll be waiting here for you, we get by, we get by, we get by, no matter how long I'll be waiting, we get by. All right, this is maybe says. 14th studio record um kind of the interesting twist on this particular record is that it was written and produced by ben harper they've been uh working together a bit the last few years and if you're familiar at all with maybe staples you know you know i'm a big fan right man like oh yeah it's like maybe the third or fourth time we talked about it on the show uh-huh. it's got the that soulful r&b sound you expect you know that the the tinges of gospel at times you know the very positive uplifting message you know uh, progressive change and love and compassion and all those positives, positive uplifting message that we so sorely need to hear. Um, I think she does a great job representing it here. I, I love a little duet with Ben Harper there. I think that works out really well. Um, the first time I heard that, actually, I thought it was her father, uh, Pop Staples. And it's a very similar voice to Ben. But that song in particular, I think, comes off really well. And, and the record, it's fairly short. It's, it's high quality, as you'd expect from Mavis. Thoughts, dude? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, what's funny about your particular clip is right at first, it's like, that doesn't sound like Mavis. But (laughs) I like Ben Harper's edition here, and I know that she's worked with Jeff Tweedy from Wilco on a lot of her previous albums. Yep. And and just the fact that she's been around so long, she was part of the Staple Family Singers, gospel family group from, I mean, I guess she started singing in the 1940s. Wow. And she's still, you know, she's still doing this stuff, and it's great. I mean, it's it's just it's just warm and inviting, and yeah, she's trying to 
make change in the world while she can, while she's still on this earth. I believe she's going to be 80 this year. So yeah, nice pick, man. I, I don't look for her stuff. I just kind of rely on you to tell me <laughs> when it's coming. <laughs> she's been surprisingly prolific the last couple of years. Uh, she put out a really good Live in London record and earlier in 2019. I'd also recommend checking out if you're a fan. Um, but yeah, she's just, she's from another time and, you know, back in the sixties, I know she was kind of in her heyday and so much social change and unrest back then. I think that that message works really well in uh, 2019 as well. So that's, uh, maybe Staples and the album is We Goodbye. All right. So moving on to a longtime favorite of mine and, and I believe Andy, Gary Clark Jr. with his new album, This Land. This track is called What About Us? So again, that was Gary Clark Jr. The song was What About Us from the album This Land. came out February of 2019. Um, for those of you who don't know, Gary Clark Jr. is an American musician from Austin, Texas. He's best known for his fusion of blues, rock, and soul, some elements of hip-hop. And he's been around a little bit of a while. Back in 2011, he came out with the Bright Lights EP, which I loved. And then his albums following that, Black and Blue and the story of Sonny uh, Boy Slim, I didn't love. I loved his 2014 live album. Like his live albums are amazing. And I was looking for something from him that, I don't know, this isn't what I was looking for, but I really like this album. There's something cool about it. There's there's more to it than the other albums. It's not what I was, I wanted like just a guitar album, but there's a lot of different elements here. Uh, that song, What About Us, is kind of about poor people in America, and there are songs on this about equality, There, but then the whole other half of it is about being a family man and being on the road, and it's a lot to take in. I need to breathe a little, Andy. I'm going to let you give a little insight here, then I'm going to come back, because I have a lot of thoughts on it, but it's a big record. What do you think? Yeah, I I would kind of echo what you said. It's a lot to get through. There's a lot of ideas and a lot of good songs. I love Pearl Cadillac. I think it's a cool track. Mm-hmm. The title track, What About Us? And maybe like a handful of others. Maybe This, five this or Land, six. I Walk Alone, Feed the Babies. There's like Marvin Gaye moments on it. There's reggae songs on it that are not overly reggae where it sounds phony. It's a lot of good, interesting stuff. Like, it's his best studio album, but it's not what I would ever have wanted. But I really like it. <laughs> I just wonder if it makes sense as, like, a whole record. Like, it almost sounds like it could be split up into maybe two or... Th- I think three EPs. Three records, yeah. It, which, you know, that's not to say that's a bad thing. It doesn't need to, Every record doesn't need to be, like, a concept record or uh, have a consistent tone, but... I don't know. I, I still love that 2014 live record. I think that's like my go-to Gary Clark Jr. record. Um, but this is cool. It's probably my favorite, probably my favorite of his studio records. This is 80s R&B, funk, rockabilly, punk, reggae. It's everything. And it's it's good. It's just, yeah, you got to have a lunch break. 
uh, while you're listening. So I really, really highly, highly recommend checking this album out. Just make sure and pace yourself. Gary Clark Jr., This Land, please do check it out. He's a very talented musician, and this is showcasing all of his different sides. All right, word up, man. It's a cool record for sure. I also have a rock record here to talk about. A little less bluesy, a little more punk. I'm talking about the new Priest record from January of 2019 called The Seduction of Kansas. We are going to play the opening cut. This is Jesus' Son. All right, Priest is the post-punk band from Washington, D.C. This is their second full-length. They kind of jumped burst out of the scene in 2017 with the record Nothing Feels Natural, which I was also a big fan of. This record feels like a good step forward for them. Um, you can tell they've kind of grown up a little bit in terms of their sound. It's much more polished and clean sounding here than the more rough, uh, ragged uh, opener or uh, debut record. I imagine part of that has to do with the fact that John Congleton was involved in the production of this record. Yeah, it's very modern. It has like that um, political, social vibe you'd expect from a punk rock record. I love the female vocals. I think that works really well, and I love her delivery here. And the uh, the sharp, angular guitars, always a a crowd pleaser for me. Um, What did you think, Ben? Yeah, so was it 2017 that... Their debut record was on your top albums of the year. Yeah, did we talk about that back then? Yeah, more than likely. And I liked that. Mm -hmm. I admittedly never went back to it, but that's on me, not on you. It's okay. I like this. I I did like this quite a bit, and you're right. It is a step forward. It's a little less punky. Holds my attention. It's got a familiar yet fresh sound. You know, it's part to me, Talking Heads, Blondie, David Bowie. Um, but there's a purpose behind it. You can tell, you know, and it's well-produced and performed. And um, yeah, I would definitely give this another listen, give it some more time and put it in, uh, you know, download it so I can listen to it in the truck. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not breaking any new ground here necessarily, but I think the blueprint they're following is tried and tested. And, and it's genuine. Sure. It's genuinely done. It doesn't sound like a trying to be. It sounds like yeah. a beat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's still got that punk rock spirit that I think makes makes this type of music so uh, you know genuine, as you said. So, yeah, the record is uh, Seduction of Kansas by Priest. All right. So now we're moving on to our last two albums. And these sometimes, maybe a few years older than the things we talk about at the top of the show, we've got a special name for them. Oh, dog. That's right. It's man's best friend. They still hang with you even when they get old. It's the old dogs. And I'm starting with one of my best friends in excess. Love this band. The album is Welcome to Wherever You Are. The track is Taste It. Sweet, sweet, 
All right, so that was in excess album. Welcome to wherever you are, and the track is "Taste It" from 1992, when grunge was everything, and I was cool. <laughs> the last time you were cool. yeah, the last time I was cool. <laughs> um, and I love this. It's her eighth studio album, in excess Australian band. And when grunge and alternative started coming into the mainstream, a lot of these '80s bands. Where do they go? What do they do? You too found a way to adjust, you know. And in excess, I feel like this was a successful adjustment. It's got uh, it's their last album to go platinum in America. It's got that classic in excess sound. It's a little modern for 1992 with using vocoders and different effects, but they still got the saxophone. They still got the cool, you know, ding ding in it, funk guitar stuff going on. And I think this is to me, this is one of their very best albums. Andy, I know you like the NXS. What'd you think of Welcome to Wherever You Are? Well, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites of theirs, too. I would say it's probably my top three, maybe number three out of the top. But uh, it is it is really good. It's got the sound you'd expect, kind of the the trademark NXS funky guitar sound there, like you were saying. I love that. Um, but there's a few little quirks here that you wouldn't maybe necessarily expect to, to hear in an NXS record. I get that's probably a sense of a lot of time in the studio, maybe a long recording process and some extra cash to to put into uh, production time. Beautiful Girl and Communications, like those tracks stand out most to me. They're great. I, I, really, all the, all the tracks are good. It's a cool record, man. It's a cool record. Mm-hmm. I don't think enough people remember. Th- I mean, they know their hit songs, but there's there's a lot there. There's a lot of albums, and they're really, really good. So please. Yeah, they're often overlooked, unfortunately. Uh-huh. I don't think they get the respect. They need respect, yo. So please do. <laughs> Again, it's welcome to wherever you are in excess. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. All right. So for my old dog's pick here from uh, about the same time period, actually, 1991, we're talking about the debut record from Nightmares on Wax. Uh, the record is A Word of Science. And the track we're going to play is A Case of Funk. So it came out in September 1991. It is from Nightmares on Wax, as I mentioned. At the time, they were a trio. They had put out a couple mixtapes prior to this. This is the first kind of official release. And immediately following its release, they would become a solo project of uh, George Evelyn, who would kind of break off and do his own thing for the next couple of decades. At the time, this record was fairly well-received. Um, it has since gone on to become... 
um, viewed as the groundwork for a lot of what would come in the electronica, techno, trip hop genres. Matt, I love the sound he develops here. A lot of funk, a lot of jazz, a lot of gospel, and obviously a lot of hip hop in the mix here as well. Probably in my top five, like, favorite mixed, like, hip hop DJ mix records of all time, I would say. I come back to this quite regularly. Thought it'd be fun to bring up here just because it's not talked about a ton. What do you think, man? Is this something you could uh, tolerate at all? Or? I'm sure I could tolerate it. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. But it sounded to me like parts of it like the soundtrack to the movie Blade. You know, I wasn't aware of this person, this band, this group, this collective, if you will. There were familiar moments. So it was completely listenable. Very interesting study into the beginnings of of electronic music, which I admittedly don't listen to much and don't know very much about. What I do know comes from my friend Andy. <laughs> well, this is, uh, you know, listening to it nowadays, it doesn't sound quite as fresh or as innovative as you might um, expect, like a groundbreaking record to, but at the time, this was quite revolutionary, and it does it does help to kind of see, you know, what your roots are a lot of the genres that are more prevalent nowadays. So this is a cool one to go back to. Definitely worth a few spins if you haven't heard before. Uh, the name of the record is A Word of Science, and the artist is Nightmares on Wax. Excellent! Yay! All right, that about wraps up the show for this week. Tell us what you've been listening to up on our website, albumers.com, or shoot us an email, podcast at albumers.com. Where else can they find us, man? Everywhere. The World Wide Web, my friend. That's what WWW stands for. Subscribe to and download the show in all the usual podcasty places. If you'd like to do us a solid, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on the show. If you make us sound cool, we'll make you sound cool. And do not forget those playlists are available on Spotify and our website so you can listen to all the tracks that we talked about today. And then hopefully you'll go check out those albums. You don't need a paid subscription. You can use the Spotify free and listen to the playlist. So please uh, do that. Word up. All right, we'll be back in two weeks with more album recommendations for you then. Until then, happy listening. Enjoy. Thank you and have a wonderful day or night or whatever you got going. See ya. Bye.